In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. <coughs> the Gospel of today uh, is very familiar to us. It's the miracle of the raising of Lazarus from the dead. And uh, in it, Mary comes to the Lord, and perhaps we can share her sentiments. When she came to the Lord and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So <coughs> sometimes we feel in our life uh, alone or abandoned by God. And we feel kind of the same thing that Mary felt, that if the Lord had been here, if the Lord had been here in my life or, or with me in this place or this situation, things wouldn't have turned out as I would have thought or as bad as I you know, have experienced. But we, we learn from the passage that this isn't the case. The Lord told her that this was for the glory of God. But she was looking at it as something that, you know, uh, is negative or, you know, something that, you know, is Christ has left her or he's not, you know, with them. Um, in, the, in the Psalms as well, David, sometimes he felt the same kind of thing where he felt alone. In Psalm 13, he says, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will, your will you turn your face from me? So he felt that times God turning his face from him or feeling alone or feeling abandoned by God. Although this is the man, which scripture says, the man after God's own heart. So he was very close with God. And God, for his sake, saved many people after, uh, after that, including, you know, his children. Although they made uh, many mistakes. <coughs> the fact of the matter is that all of us, regardless of what walk of life we come from, there will come a time where we feel like we're alone or we're abandoned by God. Uh, and there are various reasons why we might, you know, get this feeling. But let me reassure you that uh, Christ himself, you know, um, uh, felt at times like he was abandoned. If you remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, he wanted his disciples to come and pray. And they kept falling asleep. And they said, you can't, he can't be with me even, you know, for these moments of prayer. So his disciples left him. Um, <coughs> uh, and let me remind you of what Isaiah the prophet said about, about God. He says, can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? So he poses a question. Can a mother who's nursing a child forget about the child? We might think um, perhaps. It's very difficult, but perhaps, you know, she can. Then he says, surely they may forget, yet I will never or not forget you. So he says, even if the nursing mother forgets her child, I will not, you know, forget you. So these feelings that we feel abandoned, perhaps we need to remind ourselves of God's promises and how God worked in the life of many others and the end result for those who were faithful to him, it was for their glory, whether here on earth or uh, their glory in heaven. So what is it sometimes that makes us feel that God has forgotten us? Um, I think uh, trials is, is one of the top ones. When we go through something that's of a trial, we sometimes feel that God has forgotten us. Just like if you remember the story of Job, right? Job lost his children, lost all of his property, lost his possessions, lost his home, even lost his health, you know? And in the end, his wife came to him and told him, curse God and die. You said you were with God all this time. You did all these charitable deeds, and then look what happened to you. Sometimes we do the same thing. I give to the church, I come to Sunday school, I bring my children here, I try to do good deeds in the community, and then look what happened to me. We kind of have the same idea where, okay, let me just stop doing these things, these favors, as we say, to God. Let me curse God and die. Uh, 
But Job in his wisdom responded to his wife and says, you speak as one of the foolish women. You speak as one of the foolish women. We accepted prosperity and graciousness from God, and yet when there's hardship that comes from him, we don't accept it. So he rebuked her um, uh, for this. So certainly trials are a reason why we perhaps sometimes feel forgotten or abandoned by God. Also, unanswered prayers. Sometimes we feel that, you know, I'm praying for something over and over again, and God doesn't answer my prayers. God doesn't give me what I want. So we feel like, okay, God's not there, or God isn't listening to me. Uh, and we feel this feeling of abandonment. Also, the temptation of doubt. Sometimes during the temptation of doubt, we feel like we're abandoned by God. If you remember here in the gospel of today, uh, somebody came and, uh, and said to him, uh, could the one who, uh, couldn't he who raised or uh, gave sight to the blind man have kept him from dying? So he, w he was doubtful that, okay, uh, Christ did this to the blind man. Could he have kept him from dying or not? So sometimes this temptation of doubt, you know, in this temptation of doubt, we doubt God's, you know, love and care for us, and we doubt even his uh, presence at times. Um, <coughs> also, uh, some moments in our life where we're weak in our faith are sometimes where we feel abandoned by God. Um, the one time the disciples were on a boat uh, traveling on the sea, and the waves became very boisterous to the point where they thought they were going to drown and or sink. And Christ was on the, on the bottom of the boat. He was sleeping. And then they, they went to him and said, Do you not care that we are perishing? And, you know, they've lived with him for a while. And he rebuked them and he told them, Why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith? Was there ever a point in the disciples' life with Christ that they were in need of anything? <laughs> he made heaven, uh, uh, food come down and for their forefathers from the wilderness in manna. He gave them food to eat in the wilderness. He made five loaves and two fish. And he did this miracle twice. Right? So he gave everything they, that they needed. And he was the one who gave life and the healing to everyone. And then now he's with us on the boat. And we're going to say we're going to perish. He's the life giver. He's not the one, you know, with him. We should fear nothing else. But they, uh, they felt in their moment of weakness that God had left them and abandoned them and was sleeping uh, in the base of the ship. Also, sometimes we feel um, that God forgets us when we misunderstand the wisdom of God. We don't understand his plan. Um, uh, God sometimes in our spiritual life will withdraw temporarily to uh, bring us or get us to hunger more. It's kind of like, you know, when we teach children how to walk or swim, right? We put them a few steps and tell them to stand up, and then they come. And as they start coming, we see that they're making progress. So what do we do? We cheer for them and do a, and we take a step back, right? To get them to continue. What would happen as soon as they took one step and I picked them up? Then all they know how to do is take that first step, but not to continue. Sometimes um, also, uh, in misunderstanding God's wisdom, we might make like a similar mistake. If a mother, for example, with her uh, child, and she loves the child so much, and the child was crawling or walking once and fell, and really hurt themselves really bad, and the, child and the mother makes a vow and says, you know what, from now on, I'm going to carry this child until they're eight years old, until I can't carry them anymore. What would you guys think? 
You guys are laughing, right? We can imagine that picture walking in church with an eight-year-old child in my hand. And we might say that this is out of love. But you and I know that this is actually crippling to the child, right? So it's to their benefit to work and to struggle, and in doing so, they'll get better. The same goes for our spiritual life. Sometimes when we go through a struggle, or maybe there's a prayer that we feel is unanswered, this is for our benefit in the end. Then let's be perfectly honest. Most of us, we pray better and stronger and deeper when we feel a need, right? When we feel like there's something that we desperately need. That's when we pray the hardest. So God says, okay, if this is what it takes for your prayers to be deep and sincere, I'll let you go through some difficulty, right? In the end, we'll see his hand be extended. So what happens um, um, when I feel forgotten? What can I do? Two things uh, we can you know, try to do. One is cry louder to the Lord. Cry louder to the Lord. Let our prayers be that much deeper. In one of the prayers of the church, we say, we have no helper in our, our hardships and tribulations, but what? But you. We have to stop a minute and think about that. We have no, uh, we have no helper in our hardships and tribulations. And that's true. Sometimes we feel, okay, when you go through a hardship, let's abandon God. But actually, if you think about it, he's the only one that can really truly help us. Right? Especially if it's something like, God forbid, some kind of disease or sickness where m medicine has, has failed, uh, or maybe in a relationship where many people have gotten involved and it has failed. Only God is real, you know, our real true helper. So sometimes we have to remember that. So let's cry louder. Uh, cry louder to the Lord. <clears throat> and remember that no one will love us more than God loves us. He gave his life for us. He gave us everything we need for salvation and to be with him and to be uh, happy. And I said here, he gave us everything we need to be happy. We say, okay, but I'm not happy in my life. Okay, then we have to look at our life, right? Because the circumstances, the hard circumstances will come to many different people. But it's the, the people, it's how I react to these negative circumstances that actually make my life a happy one or a miserable one. There's a, um, a family that I visited, um, you know, uh, a while ago. And it's the first time that I met this family. And I went to visit them, me and Abu uh, Nainan. And we went there. Uh, and one of the children is severely autistic. Uh, to the point where he was, he was very aggressive and, you know, uh, you know, very, you know, it was hard to handle. Only the father could handle him. And we were sitting there, and as we we're sitting there, he's talking, he's being loud, and uh, and he had a, a sister, and all of a sudden he comes up and he goes and he grabs you know the girl's hair and yanks it so hard, I thought it was going to come out, and she's screaming and trying, and I look at this scenario. We were there for 20 minutes, and it was very difficult, and then you look at their parents; they have peace and joy on their on their face, and they're completely accepting the circumstance. And I was the outsider. I felt like, okay, I felt rebuked. I was like, in my eyes, these are saints. <laughs> these are saints. So it's not about the circumstance, but it's about how we handle the circumstance, right? We can take a negative circumstance and make it the cause of misery in my life. And I can take the same circumstance and make it the cause of glory in my life, like these you know, individuals did. So cry louder to the Lord. Also, the second thing and the last thing is to seek external help. 
Regardless of what my spiritual status is or what, how strong I believe I am, we are created to help one another, to complement one another, and to be a support system one another. That's why you'll find Christ described the church as a body. He doesn't describe it as an organ or as a cell. As a body, we work and function together. When one is weak, the other supports. Have you ever seen somebody who injured their leg? Um, you'll find other parts of the body compensating for the weakness. The other day I was, uh, was at Costco sitting in the parking lot, and a man I saw a man who had no legs, and he was riding on this uh, scooter, and I was just watching him get into his car, and the effort that it took for him simply to climb up into his car. He had no legs, so he used his upper body, you know, drove up next to the car, used his upper body, pulled himself from all of this. I'm sure his upper body is much stronger, right? Because it's compensating. So, you know, we're one body. We're meant to help and support with one another. When I am weak, my brother or sister will lift me up. So sometimes we have this idea that, no, I'm a man and I don't want any ask anybody for help. Or I'm strong and if I ask for somebody, it's a sign of weakness. No, this is actually the seeds of pride. But we all need help. All, even the priests and the bishops and the pope, the same thing. We're all human at the end of the day. We need somebody, you know, to lean on. We need somebody to, you know, um, if we're, something that we're questioning or something we're doubting, we can share it with somebody who can give us, you know, um, that encouragement and we can lean on. Um, so, number one, pray, cry louder to the Lord. And number two, seek the help from others. My beloved, we all will go through a hardship in our life. But at the end of the day, we know that God loves us and he wants our salvation and he wants to glorify us. And sometimes going through some hardship may be the key or may be the way. And it's up to us whether we take this hardship and this difficulty and make it the cause of misery in my life or take it and use it to glorify God's name and let it be the cause for my glory in the kingdom of heaven. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen.